Established in 2016, Airplanes and Afros is an inspirational lifestyle brand curated for those who are looking to jumpstart their career in aviation and travel with pride. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. I am your host, Marnay Thompson-Haynes, and this is Airplanes and Afros. Rolling full steam ahead with our series titled Recession Proof Your Aviation Career. This series brings only the dopest aviation and travel experts to keep you on track professionally, financially, promote community, and to help you stay inspired. If you are a member of the Airplanes and Afros tribe, then you already know the drill. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, comment, and most importantly, share this podcast. On today's episode, we have a flight attendant who is a social activist, travel enthusiast, mental health advocate, and business owner. While born and raised in Miami, Florida, during this pandemic, you can find her connecting communities by focusing on celebrating Black buying power by cultivating relationships between Black businesses and consumers through group economics. Or you can just simply head over to Instagram and follow her at Buy Melanin Expo. That's B-U-Y-M-E-L-A-N-I-N-E-X-P-O. Without further ado, I would like to introduce in my head my mentor, my <laughs> sensei, <laughs> my inspiration, Miss Samantha J. Siler. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> that was a, a dope, pretty dope uh, introduction. I love it. <laughs> Samantha, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Of course. So, Samantha, you know, for the people who have not had the privilege of coming across you on social media yet, can you tell the people about who you are? Um, like you said, I am a travel enthusiast, <laughs> social activist. You can find me pretty much on Facebook, <laughs> uh, having having pretty in-depth discussions about social injustices. Um, again, travel enthusiast. I'm a foodie, so you'll find food pictures all over my <laughs> social media. And again, I also host the Buy Melanin Expo, where we connect uh, Black-owned businesses to consumers in different communities. Beautiful. Yeah, she, mm -hmm. that's like, Samantha's legit one of my favorite people in the whole wide world. <laughs> like, legit. <laughs> legit. She, just, she, she has crafted, like, she's really mastered how to incorporate social activism as, as well as at the same time being uplifting and inspiring, because that's, that's hard to do. You know, mm -hmm. when you're addressing like such dark issues it's really hard to couple that you know yeah. with still being yeah. bright and inspirational and you've really mastered that and um, that's one of the reasons I, why I admire I appreciate you so that of course of course so quick question when and what made you become or decide to become involved in the aviation industry um actually it was never really like a really big aspiration. I do have um, 
people in my family that were involved in aviation, my mom and my dad and my sister um, is a flight attendant and pilot. Um, I was actually working a job that was um, doing some layoffs. So when I would get to my office, I would just pretty much apply for just random jobs. And one day my company came back to me (laughs) and asked me to come for an in-person interview. And I'm like, when did I apply? (laughs) I don't even remember (laughs) applying. (laughs) But it came at a really good time because I didn't have a lapse in um, pay or anything like that when I got laid off from that job. I just kind of transitioned right into um, training and then later flying. So, yeah. And here I'm, I'm here to stay because this I, I don't think I can ever go back to a, a an office job. <laughs> I'm too spoiled now. Yeah, you know I don't. I've yet to meet a flight attendant who's like, yeah, I'm out. You know, yeah, it's not happening. <laughs> it's not happening. And if they do, they come back. They come. Yeah, right back. I believe it. I believe mm-hmm. it. So. You touched on your mom, your dad, and your sister, which I did not know that you, you know, this is a family affair. Yes. Um, so yeah. tell, tell us a, a little bit about what they do in the aviation industry. Well, my dad was a mechanic um, for the same airline, which is crazy. Um, he actually was the mechanic down in Florida. And I believe he went over to California at some point and was a mechanic there. My mom was, I believe, in customer service for an airline. Um, I don't know if you've heard of Eastern. Mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. Yeah, they were. Um, and yeah, she did that for a while. And until I guess they something happened with the company and um, she later went to school and became a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, she transitioned from it. But yeah, my dad stuck with it for a while. That is so awesome. I love that. <laughs> oh, and my yeah, my sister is a flight attendant and a pilot as well. Yeah. That is so awesome. You know, it's rare that you hear um the family affair story in black families because aviation wow. is so new to us. Mm-hmm. Um, as travelers and as employees. Mm-hmm. So that's so cool. I think that that's super cool um, that, you know, you guys get to have that all in common. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is super cool. Yeah, Eastern is actually a part of my airline's legacy. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. They got absorbed. Uh, you know, we we like to eat airlines. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they got absorbed and they're under our umbrella. And um, if you guys are frequent listeners to the podcast, you know, I try my best not to mention who we work for again, because in the aviation industry, we do sign non-disclosure agreements. And as I always like to say, they ain't cutting no checks. Okay. Hello, all <laughs> <in> me. <laughs> but if you follow us on our socials, clearly you can figure it out, you know. Right, right. But, um, you know, sometimes you can't mention it in, inside of your own project. So, right. All righty. So moving right along, that's super cool. I'm still stuck on the family affair thing. <laughs> um, that's, that's super cool. So, uh question is your career in hosting expositions your primary career or your secondary like how have you have you switched where you you know that's taking a back seat or aviation is taking a back seat where are you right now with that I hate to look at um the expos or hosting the expos rather as a side 
a career or a side hustle or anything like that, um, I would say that flying flying has probably taken the backseat um, because I, I really do put all of my energy into uh, biomedicine for the most part. So um, I, yeah, I would say I pretty much fly the bare minimum and put my all of my energy into biomedicine. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's super dope. You know, a lot of people don't realize what it takes to um, start a business Ooh. and to. <laughs> <laughs> How long do you have? <laughs> you felt that pain. Girl. <laughs> yeah, it all sounds good until you're doing it. Until you know? you're in the middle of it and you're like, whoa. <laughs> what did I sign up for it was never supposed to be this when did it become this big yeah I've said this to my I think I said it a lot last year last year was really it was yeah yeah that that was that was the kicker for me it was kind of like do I keep going (laughs) Yeah. yeah yeah a lot of people don't realize you know when you're taking on um another business or starting your own business how you really time man like the 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 phrase, you know, you got to manage your time and balance is oh, like yes. not even, that's an understatement. Yes, yes, yes. You find yourself even on your layovers, you got your laptop and it just, oh gosh. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but you've done it so seamlessly and so beautifully. And again, you know, your product is so um, uplifting. You know, so many brands are, um, they just take you kind of on a, a, a darker emotional spectrum you know even just from the branding of it you know um color scheme or you know what they post all the time etc etc and I think that you've done a really good job at I appreciate that people deliberately knowing you know what your brand is about that it's about black people it's about community it's about economics it's about coming together it's about creating our own community Mm -hmm. um you know but it is still very black oh very black <laughs> very black and I, I want that to be the message that you see as soon as you come to it to the website to the social media very black we're black over yeah. here <laughs> yeah speaking of your social media over at Facebook um because I had the pleasure of trotting over there one day I was off and mm-hmm. you were hosting a virtual expo which blew yes. my entire mind Girl, um, yeah, that was amazing. About fifteen thousand. What did you? I believe it's it's still counting, so I believe it's almost up to about about uh twenty thousand now, twenty thousand views. Mm-hmm. Wow, wow. Yeah. So tell the viewers a little bit about how you've transitioned in this, you know, COVID era, um, where you know you are still focusing on your expos and still seeing that as a possibility but you kind of made some alterations. Can you tell the people about that? Well, first I wanted to make sure that, you know, businesses were still able to be patronized considering the current circumstances. Like this is when black businesses, black small businesses need the community's help the most. So I had an expo that Mm -hmm. was coming up and um, I had I had a physical event in February and I had another one that was coming up in April. So I sat there and I'm just trying I'm thinking, like, how can I still do this and, you know, not have an in-person event? How can I still host this? It has to be a way. And so pretty much we came up with the idea of the um the virtual expo and of course, you know, our people, we're not really easily convinced. So people are like because I had vendors. 
Yeah. So uh, they were like, uh, I don't know. I mean, I really didn't sign up for that. And I'm just like, look, we need you to make money right now. Yep. The people are going to be there. Trust me. I know they're going to yep. be there. Just trust me on this. And when I tell you the reviews, I always send out a survey after uh, each expo just to get feedback. Because, of course, you know, there's always room for change or, you know, improvement. Mm -hmm. And their minds were blown. Like, they couldn't believe that people were actually patronizing them just by having a party. And the idea that I, I like to have for the event is to make the Black shopping experience an enjoyable and, an, and a fun one. So the people are going to come. It's your job to sell your product. And I, you know, encourage them to treat it just like you would treat an in-person event. Sell your yep. product. Get in those comments. Talk to the people. Sell your product. And they were really happy with the result. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Like you're just out here just dropping straight nuggets, straight gems. <laughs> and, and it's not really from like me saying like I knew this stuff. This was trial and error. I was just listen, I was convincing them, but I was just like, oh gosh, please just let this work out. Please. Yeah. <laughs> and when it did, I was just a surprise. <laughs> I, I, was I just, just thought it was so dope. I thought it was so dope. And I was I thought that was so um honorable of you too to still honor the product that you created that you said you can offer communities yes. you know i thought that was so dope that you said you know what COVID, screw you <laughs> uh, listen yes yes you know, you're not holding us back and like you said black businesses are the first to be impacted yes we're the first yes. to close down because we we're always starting small mm-hmm Mm -hmm. We always started small because a lot of times we don't have the capital. We don't have the choice. That is, yeah, know? that's the number one thing. We don't have, we don't have the capital, nor do we have access to the capital. That's right. That, that's yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah. And it's so hard to convince investors, you know, because mm -hmm. of um, biases. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you can't, you, you know, you can't go to a bank, you know, or you can, or, you know, you're going to have this super crazy high um, you know, interest rate on your interest loan. Interest rate. Mm -hmm. And then you try to go and convince investors, even investors that look like you. Yes, yes, yes. Are skeptical. Talk about it. Talk you about know, it. Girl, I, girl, right? <laughs> Can preach a whole sermon on that. Yes. Um, it's so hard. So we're always in a position where we're starting small. So any impact to the economy that's in a negative way, we typically go under first because we never mm -hmm. had a cushion mm -hmm. to begin with. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was super dope and super honorable of you to say, you know what? My product can can survive this, can still stand. Oh, yes. It, it, it first starts with, with how you think. It's your mindset. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So my question to you is, while you were in aviation, and as we all know, you love it. Mm -hmm. right we we love it we love what we do it's mm -hmm. unlike anything else unmatched um, for sure has its ups and downs ebbs and flows oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there's something about it that's so very magical which mm -hmm. is why we're still here but right. with that being said what made you really say or was it just that you came from a different industry and you always had that desire to go back. But what made you say, you know what, I'm going to hang on to this thing called aviation, but I really want to spread my wings beyond it. Like what gave you that push to say, I'm going to really do this. In terms of 
starting by melanin or melanin Mm -hmm. um well initially i actually started with just an idea to have all of my entrepreneur friends to meet in a conference room and we kind of fellowship amongst each other and that was that was initially what i wanted and it, it it turned into the first event was so magical that i was like oh my gosh like look at I look around like this is just like black magic everywhere. We just we're having fun. People are shopping, <laughs> and I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'll do it again. <laughs> and yeah. it kind of just kept growing. And I I I think that the more that I see the growth of the company, the more that I'm inclined to keep going. That's the push that I I usually need when I start seeing. Anytime I feel like you know. Oh, maybe this will be the last year something happens something big happens or some type of partnership comes along and i'm just like you know what that was the sign i needed that was that was it i gotta stay Mm -hmm. here this is this is something that i have to see through to completion i feel like it's kind of like my assignment here Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. what it feels like to me Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. yeah that i was just thinking this and you know i'm always um in a space, I try to always stay in a space where I am hearing God speak. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not always easy. It's um, not. <laughs> however, as you were speaking about your your business and your ventures, um, the first thing that popped in my mind was this is divine. Mm-hmm. It's divine. And that's why God would not let you give up because he needed you to complete an assignment because it's not just for you. It's for everybody right. that you've touched and will continue right. to touch. Right. Yeah. Cool. Very cool. So um, why did you feel it was important to create space, which we already kind of touched on this a little bit, but if you want to elaborate, why did you feel it was important to create space, particularly for African-American people or people of color in the expo community? Like we have the Black Women's Expo and, you know, things like that. But did you see that there was um, a void or a need that wasn't being met that made you say, you know what, this this needs to happen? Um, I never really, uh, it's crazy enough, I've never really um, frequented uh, expos or anything like that. So I didn't really know much about it or, you know, it's kind of something that I've learned along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but what was happening in our community is pretty much what was the driving factor or the push that I needed to kind of start this thing. Because what a lot of our people don't understand is that um, Mm -hmm. what happens in our pockets, the money that we spend kind of fuels our oppression. That's my opinion. So I feel like, you know, if we, spend the money within our community because everything we need is in our community you might have to spend a little bit more but everything we need is in our community so you know you affect those pockets then you get real change it starts with money believe it or not it starts with the money so you keep that money within your community and you're not you know going to everything like i said everything you need is right here in your own community so you don't have to you know uh buy you know soap from walmart or wherever you wherever you you know stores that you frequent when you can get it from 
someone who sells it right in your community. This is how you, even even little purchases like that, it affects the community. If everybody comes together and buys within the community, I believe that change is going to be made. I believe it starts with the economy. So that I think that's the driving factor for me. I don't know if that answered your question or if I just, <laughs> sometimes I kind of like go off on a... <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I am just speechless that it more than answered my question oh okay I'm like uh oh did I say too much <laughs> it more than answered my I'm just speechless over here I'm sure the listeners are like where the heck did Marnay just go like <laughs> it's super quiet it more than answered my question I'm just like y'all she preaching she preaches. Yeah, I really do feel that way, though. No, yeah, I, I, I don't I preach too. about buying buying black because you know it's funny or you know. Trendy, although yeah, it's yeah. still a, it's still a business at the end of the day for me, um, much like the businesses that I highlight in different communities. But it's much much more <laughs> than just a business. It, the the meaning behind it is so much more deeper. It. it as far as our community is concerned. I love it. You just said a whole word to the people. Like, I feel like y'all just take this episode, go on and sit with it and go on and change your life. <laughs> Listen, it, it's so true. Money is power. And if you literally, if we strategically allocate our money, we would cripple the same system that works against us. Yeah, you know, we ain't gonna get too deep. I just a hundred percent. And I am a fan of protests. I'm a fan of speaking out. I'm a fan of showing up. Mm -hmm. Um, However, that is only part of what you do to change things. At the end of the day, and as you know, and this is something that I learned when I when I started to move forward. I I hate to say up because it sounds like that there's something else beneath me. But as Mm -hmm. I began to move forward through my professional career, and Mm -hmm. I got to sit in rooms and be in boardrooms and meetings and in spaces where I was the only one that looked like me, Mm -hmm. um, these people don't give a damn Mm -mm. about your skin color. Mm -mm. The further you go in your professional career the further you go in your finances the further you go away from the oppression per se it's Mm -hmm. about green Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's about green it's about that money yeah and as you know with us being flight attendants and traveling the world it is not all about white people hate black people every country has a system of the oppressor mm-hmm. and the oppressed. Yes, this is true. Talk about because that's it. how countries run. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Un- unfortunately, right? Right. Um, unfortunately, but uh, un- un- and the other unfortunate part is in this country, right? It's a it's the you know the white thing and the black thing, which mm-hmm. makes it look so much more egregious mm-hmm. um, because it's like, well, you hate me because of the color of our skin, and if people realize that if we pulled our money together, like you just said, it can literally cripple mm-hmm. the system that is designed to oppress us because we are the largest spenders in yes. every sector. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> we spin. Yeah. Just not with each other as much as we should. We do have people that, you know, buy black. That's, you know, their mm-hmm. motto. But I would love, especially with our generation, I would love to see more of us. I would really love to see more of us. And you know what? At the events, we come out in droves, especially in D.C. We come out mm-hmm. in droves to buy black. So. hmm hmm I love that. I love that. And I I hope that people really um, get motivated by what you said and apply it to their way of thinking. And Mm -hmm. when it comes to their buying power and say, you know what, I'm not going to, you know, run to Target to buy this natural soap because I've Uh transitioned into, you know, this. Let me go ahead and buy it from, you know, someone who looks like me or someone whose parents are from a certain demographic that makes this so you know I really 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 hope that people move forward in that space a lot more and really begin to live what they you know what they are promoting and posting because it's trendy you know right right time time to really start living it that's right yeah and so proud of you for um giving us the space and allowing us the space to do that thank Um, you and even prior to you guys, prior to um, uh, her current success, <laughs> <laughs> when Buy Melanin Expo first began, um, Samantha put out um, a post on social media. And she's like, hey, you know, I'm looking for speakers, you know, for my event. And I'm sure, you know, several people um, replied. And I was one of the people that she chose to mm-hmm. be a guest speaker at her event. And um, this was back in, what did we say? 2017? 2017. Yeah. Yeah. 2017. And uh, I ended up having to cancel total, total flake. No, I'm joking. I didn't. No, <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I did a flake on her. Ended up, um, if you guys follow me, most of my, my people, my, my, my peeps have been with me for years and years and years. So they are very familiar with my dog, Marco, who I had to um, put down in 2017. And so I wasn't able to speak at her event because that was the same weekend um, where I got the call that Marco was um, deteriorating and I had to, um, you know, give him his doggy wings. Um, Mm. So um, I have been rocking with Samantha and this concept since the very beginning. But what you don't realize is that I've been rocking with you for much longer because I started following you because I was trying to be a flight attendant. Shut up! Yeah, and I saved this for the podcast. Yes, I remember when I started following you. Yes. I w- when I was about to go to training, I searched whatever, like, I think flight attendant life or whatever the hashtag was. Yeah, and I yeah. just started following, like, random black flight attendants. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I literally started following random black flight attendants that I thought were like, oh, she looks cool. I'm going to follow her and see see what kind of life she's living. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. And I saved this for the podcast. (laughs) Yeah. So I've been rocking with you a little longer, (laughs) ma'am. My heart. I told you all she's my favorite person. Oh my God, Samantha, that was such a pleasant surprise. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was so funny. One, number one, I'm honored and 
completely humbled, completely <laughs> humbled. Um, so you've seen my whole journey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, she's, seen, she's seen single me yeah, me. yeah everything um, <laughs> that is so awesome so I'm i so believe you were you were in like the training center for a while too right yeah or you I still, still are am. okay yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, yes. girl i know oh. girl <laughs> <laughs> that is so awesome that is so awesome you know what i was trying to think leading up to this podcast the week leading up to it, i said shoot i said how do we even start following each other <laughs> me being a stalker no <laughs> <laughs> well i am here for the stalking here for i am here for it and totally honored and completely humble and my my goal on social media is to just inspire you know, yeah. mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's not some, you know, you see some people on social media, they have this long drawn out mission, you know, it's like, right. Well, calm down, right. You know? I'm about to read all that. Right. Exactly. <laughs> 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 and my goal is just to be um, an inspiration because I came in, you know, of course, post 9-11, but I started mm-hmm. my flying career in uh, January of tw- 2007. And, mm-hmm. um, I noticed real quick that folks didn't look like me. Yeah, I'm sure you did. <laughs> I noticed. I was like, yeah. whoa. Yeah, right. And um, me coming from a family of activists and um, I ain't going to say because I don't want folks in my DMs just right. trying to report me. But I come from a family of activists, groups that mm-hmm. you're familiar, familiar with. with. <laughs> um. And um, I was always just aware of my blackness and always very proud of mm-hmm. my blackness. And so when I realized that there weren't a ton of people that looked like me in my space or the people that did look like me assimilated to oh. the other culture. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. 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 Um, I, I said, you know what? I got to do this out loud. Yeah, and you created this space for us. I'm, I appreciate that. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. So my goal is just to do it out loud, and whoever picks up on the message picks up on it, and comes on into this thing called aviation and shakes it and turns it upside down like the rest of us have, and mm-hmm. creates space for others that look like us. So <clears throat> that was such a surprise. <laughs> totally awesome. <laughs> totally awesome. So moving on, what um, we're in such an, such uncertain times right now, right? Mm-hmm. With aviation, really super eerie times. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, I did not think that I would see a possible furlough or mm-hmm. downsizing um, in my career. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't I don't know if you thought that. I really oh, didn't know. Yeah, no, right. Never crossed my mind. No. Only because we were post 9-11. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I felt like since now that the airlines have recovered, you know, from 9-11, I felt like we just weren't due for another tragedy. Right. You know, right. Not so soon. Right. Not so soon. But mm-hmm. here rears the head of COVID. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I don't know 
for those of you who are listening who aren't in the industry, um, we don't know what our future holds. Mm-hmm. Um, come October, and it's October for airline, U.S. airlines across the board because of the CARES Act. And um, if you want to do a little research about the CARES Act and the different um, funding and loans that were given out by the government to help large companies survive, but that money runs out at midnight. September 30th. Mm-hmm. <laughs> September 30th. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Cinderella, yeah. shoes off. Like, you know, we might turn in pumpkins. Right. Um, <laughs> 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 we might. Um, right. So we really don't know, you know, what we're, we're prayerful. It looks like flights are picking up a little bit. Mm-hmm. People are starting to get back to normal, but do we really want it to get back to normal? Are we there yet as a society, you know? Um, so, and how much damage has already been done, right? right? Because even if airlines pick up, what damage has been done that still could lead us to a furlough come October 1st. Right. Um, So what I would like to know from you is what are you doing right now to recession proof your aviation career, whether it be outside of the company you work for or things that you're maneuvering and doing while you're still working at that airline? Um, Pretty much. I have, like I said earlier, have been giving by melanin, all of my energy um and I because I was still working I wasn't working a lot of hours but I still had to work um I wasn't able to give my all so now that I have so much time I'm able to give it my all and um that's pretty much what I've been doing I I had to I was really really stressed out in March when all mm. of this information was coming to us and, you know, they were talking about the CARES Act, what was going to happen with the CARES Act, after, you know, with the first, well, I think this was prior to the CARES Act getting mm-hmm. signed. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, getting all these emails from the company and you, you just don't know what's happening. And I had to remove myself completely. I mm. was just like, you know what, I can't turn on my TV. I literally just started turning on my TV last week. I had to turn off the TV. I didn't want to see anything related to coronavirus. I'm just like, you know what? I have to get my mind together so that when October 1st comes, I'm mentally prepared because I really feel like a lot of this stuff is mental. Yep. Get yep. Your, have your finances in order. I don't have anything to spend on except for groceries. Uh, that seems to be, that bill has increased significantly since I've been home. Girl, I'm just like, I gotta go back. Why am I going to the store for two weeks? I buy groceries for two weeks, but I go every week. <laughs> it's not making sense. So true. So, true. so, you know, I'm just pretty much watching my spending and, you know, just Hoping for the best and preparing for the worst for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. My um, husband, who's also a flight attendant, um, Mm -hmm. he and I, you know, fly for the same airline. And however, he started his flying career in 1996. Okay. Yeah. So he's he's a vet in the game. Oh, Um, yeah. He'll be working. (laughs) (laughs) He'll still be working. Right. But maybe not because here's the deal. Very much like your mom with Eastern, Mm -hmm. my husband started his career with TWA. Okay. And TWA was acquired by American literally right before 9-11, right before that all Mm -hmm. happened. Mm -hmm. 
so for what happened, well, what happened with TWA, um, they were immediately furloughed because they were an acquisition. It wasn't a merger. Mm-hmm. So they were acquired by American 9-11 happens. They get furloughed um, and they didn't get called back until 2012. Oh, okay. So when you are acquired, you're stapled to the master company's seniority list as opposed to a merger. So oh, like when you, so his his start boom. date is 2012. Boom. Boom. Oh no. Yeah. He's with he's with me. That's my seniority. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so um, so we're kind of all in there together, you know. The, yeah. the blessing in that is they pay them at their original seniority, but bidding wise, they bid yeah. as if they were there you go. Okay. So and where they fall on the seniority list. And so he was telling me that um, when they were furloughed originally with a man, what <laughs> I almost said the company, when, mm-hmm. they, were furloughed, <laughs> when they were furloughed originally, um, there were some people that committed suicide. <gasps> See, yeah, you got to have your, listen, it starts with your mind. Okay. Yep. Yeah. You can yep. I'm, I felt it. I'm, t- I can believe that. I felt in March because I, I was home in Miami. And of course, you sit, my, my mom is retired. So all we're doing is watching the news every day. And I felt myself like so, I was so anxious about everything. I said, no, when I can't, when I flew back to DC, I'm like, no, no, yeah. I, no TV. I literally just turned it on last week. I don't open emails. <laughs> if I find something out, it's because one of my friends have said, hey, open your company email. It's a new yeah. message. Uh-uh. I don't like it. I don't like that feeling. No, you're not going to have me stressed out. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you you were speaking about, you know, preserving your mental stability and your mental health, um, that's the first thing I thought about. And he and I were having that conversation about a week or so ago. He's like, yeah. He's like, some people like literally could not wrap their mind around a shift, a change. They hadn't prepared. You wow. know, they didn't, you know, even if you don't have a savings now, start saving right now. Yeah. Yes. You know, yeah. Get you a side job. Go work at, you know, the local store or whatever right. you need to do. Um, because you need a cushion and a lot of people just didn't take it seriously. And some people did not recover from that. And some people, you know, as he said, um, you know, took their own lives. So your mental health wow. is so incredibly important. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and here my husband is, he's back. He's had a, you know, he's had a great, you know, ride. Hopefully he won't get furloughed, you know, hopefully mm-hmm. he won't go that, that deep. Right. Um, but, um, you know, it, he's a testament that you can survive this. Like you can ride oh, yeah. it. Mm-hmm. You know, you can totally survive. While he was furloughed, he was a police officer for, for 10 oh, years. Oh, well, you look know. at that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, random. random. Right. Um, but yeah, the conversations that we have in our household are interesting. But, uh, <laughs> but um, you can survive anything. Oh, yeah. It's about everything. And as long as you've prepared yourself mentally um, and, you know, have made some adjustments before the big adjustment happened. Like you said, I, I'm so happy you touched on that. Um, you, you can get through it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So happy. So happy you brought that up. So what is one resource that you regularly use to stay inspired or motivated, Samantha? Ooh, that one. Um, 
<laughs> source that I use to stay inspired. Hmm. Yeah, oh. mine personally is the good book, but you know, that that's always my go-to is my Bible. You know, okay. but, you know, hey, um, everybody's different. Um, I don't know. I, I would say it would probably be in the form of a person, and that would be my mom. Um, love it yeah she's my mom is a really like tough cookie so she there's kind of no it's a okay so you have a situation I usually go to her for you know support in most situations she knows everything it's one of my Mm -hmm. best friends and um so I would say yeah I would use my mom my mom is pretty much my resource I go to her for everything every any decision big or small I run it by my mom first (laughs) so I I would say yeah she would probably be the most resourceful person in my life right now yeah although she's a tough she's a tough cookie now it's not it's not gonna be like something gentle or you know a gentle (laughs) response oh no oh no but I need that because you know I need that with some of the big decisions that I do make. So yeah, she'd probably be my biggest resource now. That is so awesome. And there's there's nothing like family, you know, mm-hmm. having a super dope, super tight family bond. Um, there's there's nothing like it. Mm-hmm. I love that that she is a resource for you because not everybody can say that. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, not everybody can say that. Whether their parents have passed away, right? Um, you know, such right. as myself. Or um, you know, that that relationship that. and bond just isn't there. Yeah, no, no. Mm-hmm. Thank you, I appreciate it. Um, but you know, with time, it gets easier. But you know, with others, their parents are still here, and um, you know, there's just no support. You know, so that's right. so awesome that you guys have that kind of relationship. Mm-hmm. Well, I have. I gotta say, Samantha, like I am just over the moon. <laughs> like this has been. <laughs> so wonderful yes it has been i really enjoyed this so wonderful one of the dopest people i know i just again you know i can't say it enough how incredibly proud i am of you i appreciate that so much of course and i will continue to be one of your biggest cheerleaders and um, same here thank you for creating this space for us this is pretty dope (laughs) pretty dope thank you thank you thank you so much would you like to let our listeners know um anything that you got coming up going on events promotion what you got going um so right now we're kind of on hold with the next uh digital event but we can look uh forward to that for sometime in june probably late june um and so there there probably won't be any physical events uh, for the remainder of 2020 because, you know, mm-hmm. the host of these events is a germaphobe. That would be me. <laughs> <laughs> but I would say, uh, please follow us on social media so that you can stay updated with, you know, upcoming events, opportunities, anything like that. Our social media, both on Facebook and Instagram, are by Melanin Expo beautiful and you do do lives right you're starting to do yes well, yes right? i'm actually doing a live this week with um a nurse we're gonna talk about um covid19 and the black community and how we can uh advocate for our health care because we're, we're dying uh from this thing so 
um, I think it was kind of necessary or thought it was kind of necessary to get on and talk to somebody that looks like us, you know, so that we can mm-hmm. get in somebody that's in the trenches right now. Um, mm-hmm. So we can, the community could get a better understanding. That's going to be this Thursday, May 21st at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I don't know when you're going to. Yeah, this. well, this yeah, this podcast will be it'll be live on okay. um yeah, what is what's today the eighteenth on mm-hmm. Wednesday the twentieth twentieth okay perfect. yeah yeah so if you're listening on the twentieth welcome yes <laughs> hey 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 <laughs> so yeah it'll be live ready to go so listeners can um follow you and check into that live our health is so incredibly important um, oh yeah I have a band of of beautiful black doctors oh um, okay well you need to give me those oh, <laughs> let me oh honey i will run those socials <laughs> to you don't you worry they are beautiful and on okay. top of it and encouraging people that look like us to get healthy love stay that. healthy make lifestyle changes and yeah. so i love that you're doing that live um mm-hmm. with that nurse to talk about what's going on and how COVID is affecting um our communities so thank you for that Mm-hmm. thank you for that so again one more time can you give them your socials it's by melanin expo on both facebook and instagram and that's b-u-y guys b-u-y mm-hmm. by melanin expo mm-hmm. follow her follow samantha she has her personal page as well yeah. and she's just one of the dopest people that you ever want to meet or a friend in your head which whatever oh. you want to do <laughs> follow oh. her so you can stay inspired and those of you with small businesses reach out yes. to her yes she welcomes every small business with yes. open arms and has such a dope platform with thousands of followers and you know like how can how can you not want that exposure <laughs> and that type of relationship right. you know so make sure you guys reach out to her. I want to thank you guys so much for tuning in. You know, it is your girl, Marnay Thompson Haynes, owner, operator, dot-com proprietor, whatever you want to call me in life, flight attendant, <laughs> whatever. Child of God, that's all. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, comment, and share. Follow us on all of our socials. We are everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, blah, blah, blah. Whatever you're on, we're there. All right? And so is Samantha. And yes. Yes. Samantha, it was an absolute pleasure. Yes, it was. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in, guys. And we will talk to you soon. Take care.